0: Hello and welcome to the one 106th of a second photography podcast. It's a particularly windy day in England today, so you might hear some noises from the wind, so I do apologize for that. Two things have happened recently and it's made me question things. So the first thing is, as you know, I produce YouTube videos about photography and I was searching for one of them and it was one of my earlier videos, so rather than just trawl through my video library in my video manager, I just search for it on the main screen and I was really surprised to see that my video came up posted by someone else. And what was really odd was this person had uploaded my video, but two versions of it back to back that are identical. It's really odd. So for some reason, someone had recorded my content, posted it twice for no apparent reason. Um, and what was even more interesting was there were several comments on it that were quite nasty comments as well. Thankfully, they weren't attached to my video. They were attached to sort of a fake copy of my video Uh, a week later someone got in contact with me for this photography podcast via my Facebook page and they said oh by the way just wanna let you know that You're on this site. So I went and investigated and I was on a site, I think, called something like fan content. And you could be charged nine dollars ninety nine to support me and listen to my podcasts. Again, this was a complete shock because I didn't put this up. I didn't even know about this site. And under further investigation, I could see that it looked like my Patreon site had just been copied or posts had been snapshotted and just copied across and i looked at the person who had notified me and they're a youtube content creator i think called Dolimentary, a youtube channel about dolls and modifying dolls. So, a shout out to them. They're on Patreon, and exactly the same thing had happened. So, there's maybe sort of 12, 12 to 16 content creators on the front page, and you can pay £10 a month to support them. But I really don't think that money's gonna go to the content creators at all. Just seems like a scam. And it got me thinking about the work you put out. Now, I'm a content creator and I'm not a full time content creator. It's something I do as a hobby. So photography is a hobby and content creating as a hobby. I do YouTube videos. I do this podcast and a significant amount of time goes into both endeavors. Significant cost goes into both endeavors. I will say my YouTube channel doesn't make money, doesn't make a lot of money. I'm not going to get rich off it. The money I've invested in Kit It's subsidised, it hasn't made enough to pay for kits and my investment in photography. It has subsidised it a bit I have enjoyed doing it. That and the podcast have given me skills that I have used in my working life. It has enabled me, I think, to have an edge over certain candidates and get certain jobs and opportunities. It's good. But I've done a lot of work to get there. I have put a lot of time in and with the podcast, I don't make any money. In fact, I've not been paid yet, so I haven't made enough to reach a payment milestone. The podcast is ever, ever so slightly monetized, but I don't really make any money out of it. It costs me more to host it than I receive in tiny, tiny monetization, which is why I did Patreon because really I'm not sure how sustainable the costs of the podcast are going to be going forward. But that isn't the reason for this episode, so I'm not going to talk about it. I know not ultra precious about my content. I know at some point someone will do something I don't like. That was always going to happen. So that may be someone making a comment on it. Well, I have to get over it, won't I? I always anticipated someone might download it and, and, and do something with it. The point of the video is just to make people aware of the issue. I don't want people paying money to this site and then thinking it's it's for me, it's nothing to do with me. But also, I just want to talk about what people can do to protect themselves. It's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. You can do a few things to minimize it. And that's what I want people to take away from this podcast. Quite often as photographers, we get asked, could you just? I've been asked that. I know you would have been asked that. Oh, but can't you just? But oh, I won't take long. Could you just? So quite often you'll be asked to work for free. And you might be given the promise of exposure. You might be given the promise of, oh, will be great for you. Great experience. Great exposure. Because uh, the, re- the reason people ask this is they just assume you're pressing a button. They forget that you've got to go somewhere to this event. You've got to give up your free time. But it's just pressing a button. But if it was just pressing a button, they'd be thoroughly disappointed with the images that you gave them. Oh, I just pressed a button. Oh, they'd be, oh, 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 these weren't what I expected. You know, they don't realise what goes into it. Now, I have asked people to to appear on my show and I haven't paid them. And I've asked, I have guests on occasion. I've said, oh, do you want to appear on my show? Everyone who has has been happy to appear on my show. I've not paid them, but I've not been paid myself. I've lost money on my podcast, so I definitely haven't been paid. We have this strange thing in society now where I would say maybe copyright isn't respected. So, the company I work for, I did some multimedia work for them and I produced quite a lot of literature, sort of mail shots and press releases and, and things like that for the industry that we work in. And so, I put a few images in and I spent a long time looking for free image sites. And I came across one called Pixabay. So, I would use that, wasn't given any budget. So, I had to source free images. Now, a lot of people said to me within the company, Oh, why are you doing that? Why don't you just take it off Google? And there is a valid reason for that, for using images that I can freely use for commercial purposes without having to pay a royalty fee. And the reason is I wouldn't want my company to one, be in a legal problem with having just stolen an image. Two, I wouldn't want them to have the reputational damage that it would bring. And three, ethically, it's wrong. And as a photographer and a content creator, I'm going to understand that more keenly than other people. I just think people don't think about it and YouTube comments on my videos. They're a whole podcast or a YouTube video in themselves, but quite often they fall into predictable categories of thank you. This is just what I needed to tell me how to do X or thank you. I've decided I won't buy this product or I will buy this product or hateful ones or this is rubbish. Why have you done that? But something I've noticed a bit more recently is people asking for very specific stuff. Sometimes people ask for advice fine I'm happy to give that sometimes I'm not in a position to give it because they want to know whether something will work with a specific camera well I guess it will I don't see why I wouldn't but there's no way I can test it to be sure because I don't have that camera or I don't have that lens a sort of trend that's coming through is people saying oh what I'd like is can you redo your video this way so I can see this and sort of expecting that you would redo a video so that they can see something specific that they want. That's not going to happen, is it? Now, I'm not a full time YouTuber. I have quite a demanding career. I have a podcast, a YouTube a family and a hobby I try and do. I don't really have time to spend doing things like that. But I do have time to do a video that I want to do. I won't have time to do a fully comprehensive test review. I can't do that. I, I just don't have the time. I'm going to make compromises. I'm not going to do the video that I would really want to. I'm not going to do a 32 minute video where I go through every aspect of something. Um, much like Gordon Lang's camera labs reviews, they go through everything and they're great, but he does it full time. I'd have time for that. I will have to do what I think or I would split it in several videos. If I was doing something like that, I couldn't do it in one go. But people will say, ah, oh, what you should have done. And what would have actually been useful to me is if you had filmed it this way and then then I could see this. It's almost like people want a made to order video and expect that you will do it. Of course, you're not going to do it. I did a comparison between cameras or lenses once. And someone said, Well, you need to put them side by side, don't you? How, how on earth could I do that? I can put two lenses side by side. I'd need two cameras. I don't have two cameras. It's impossible. And I'm not going to do it just to keep you happy. Not to mention I would need something on my tripod that could hold two cameras side by side or two tripods. It's just not going to happen, is it? So I suppose this has been a bit of a moan, a bit of a rant, basically because of things that have happened recently. But it has got me thinking about what we can do as photographers. So first of all, you don't have to work for free. You can guarantee if you do that work for free, then someone will come back to you and say, oh, can I have it in a different size? Oh, it'd be really nice if I could just. So it starts off as, well, can you just? Can you just take some photos at that wedding? Oh, could I, could I just have the image like this? Oh, could I just, could I just, could I just? And I've done photo shoots. I've, I've done weddings. I've done portrait shoots. I've done some for free to see what they were like. I've done some for people who have paid. Again, just to try it out and see what it was like, really. The easiest clients were the ones you paid. The most difficult people were the ones you did not paid. They keep wanting little small things. Oh, but can't you just, but you've already done. Can't you do this? Can't you do that? It's a hassle. And what are you getting out of it? Well, you're getting a lot of hassle. I'm not saying working for free. You shouldn't do it. I'm saying you should probably set some boundaries. So one thing you can do, someone asks you to work for free. So, well, where is it? Oh. Right, so I will need liability insurance if I'm going to do that. Because if if something happens, well, I would be liable. So are you going to pay for my liability insurance? Because if you say to someone, oh, well, I've invested 500 pounds in kit. Can I have a proportion of that investment back? They're going to say, no, you bought that anyway. You've already got it. I'm not giving you money for your kit. Oh, can I have some money for the skill time and effort I'm going to put in? Oh, no, I don't know. You're just going to take some pictures, aren't you? That's what you'll get. But ah, I need to rent this lens. I don't have that lens. I need to rent this lens. I'll need liability insurance. That will cost me money. So unless you can give me that money, I don't really want to do it because I would be losing money. That's a much more difficult argument for someone else to argue, isn't it? So that is what I would recommend if someone asks you to work for free. They will ask you to work free because they don't understand. They want professional images. Realize they can't do that themselves in their smartphone. And they will just ask you because they know you're good, but they won't realize what goes into it. And they won't sort of see you as a professional. They'll see you as their friend. The other one is protecting the images you put online. So there's no point taking photos, generating content to sit on your hard disk. Really you're gonna wanna share it. For me, that's mainly printing and putting them up on my wall rather than putting images on the internet. But I know a lot of people put them on the internet and share them that way. So what's the sort of someone grabbing your image and using it? Well, not a lot. What can you do about it? Not a lot, really. you should prepare to go to court. So if it's a big company, yes, you could probably take them to court somehow or claim against them or ask them for some money. What do you do if it's just some fake site like I encountered? There isn't much I can do about that, unfortunately. What do you do if it's just some, some random guy in the world who's using your image? Isn't a great deal you can do, in all honesty. And if I'm wrong, if you have fought that against a smaller individual company, do let me know. I watched a podcast episode that Tony Northrup did where he fought a company who manufactured something who would use his image and he got some money, but I sort of got the impression the time and effort wasn't worth it. And the only people who benefited were his lawyer and the lawyer who represented the company who had infringed his rights. So what can you do? You can only really protect yourself. So the more protection you put in place, the more detrimental it is to the image and it takes things away, so there's a balance to strike here. So first thing I would do is on on all my cameras, I put in my name in the copyright section if the camera has it, so that that's hard baked into the file. Now, of course, when it goes to social media, a lot of stuff gets stripped out, but at least it was there to begin with. It might still stay in at some point, so that's something. Next thing you can do is watermark your image. Now, again, the bigger the watermark, the less likely someone is to take your image. If you really want to be difficult, you put it in the center of the image and then people can't crop it out. If you have a small dainty watermark, someone could clone over it or get rid of it that way. But again, I talked about striking balance and it is best to strike a balance. So I put mine in the bottom right hand corner and I don't put it too big and it's just a watermark and that's really all you can do to protect yourself. So drama over. I will do my best to fight this wrongful use of my podcast. One of the things I can do is make people aware, not that I think anyone would give any money to this site, but just make them aware. If you see something for 9 99 to access my podcast or support my podcast, don't take it. If you really, really want to support my podcast, of course, visit my Patreon site and you can support it that way. And the money would go to me and helping to support the podcast rather than some fake account. But don't forget to always be wary of what goes on on the internet so that's the podcast really so let me know what you think don't forget to follow us on twitter don't forget you can find the podcast on spotify itunes and all other major providers please leave a review on itunes i would really appreciate it and thank you